Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Tuesday, August 1st edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're going to hop into some TV news today, starting with Hartley Sawyer has been cast as Ralph Dibney, aka Elongated Man, in a recurring role on season four of The Flash. How about that? Yeah, that's cool. A lot of people like Elongated Man, and it's it's nice to see another superhero with kind of crazy powers coming to the DC TV. I'm, I'm interested to see how often they show his powers and how good it looks, but I'm, I'm still excited. Yeah, I think this is a really cool addition. I think we, we've we've been a little rough on the Flash for having too many speedster villains, but they're almost as bad at just having speedster heroes. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm kind of ready to see other heroes other than speedsters. And I think the elongated man's a really great choice. Like he's not an, he's not an A-list character who uh, needs to be, you know, get his own show or get his own movie or anything like that. But I think he's a fun character to bring in in a supporting role. He's big enough for comic fans that it'll be cool to see. And he brings a different skill set and stuff like that. So if you don't know, he's a, a private investigator and, you know, as the name sort of suggests, he can stretch himself into whatever he kind of needs to. Uh, upon discovering he has the power to stretch his body to any shape or form, Dibney uses his new abilities to help Team Flash solve one of Central City's greatest mysteries. That sounds fun. Yeah, it does sound fun. So it, we're going to get his origin in the TV show, which is going to be cool. I don't know, maybe he got hit with the particle accelerator and just hasn't it hasn't manifested itself in a long time and now just all of a sudden decided to i don't I think, know i think he was mentioned way back in season one uh him and his wife i, I could be wrong but i'm pretty sure there was a, a ralph and sue dibney easter egg back in season one but i yeah. i think they said they were dead but yeah uh that could have been something else i don't remember exactly but this is cool and I, I think with him being a private investigator i think it would be really cool to see him and barry sort of teaming up and doing some investigating doing some actual police work uh, Barry doing some actual police work with with Ralph. I think that would be a lot of fun and something we haven't seen a ton of. Yeah, for sure. And Barry is really good at his job. We just don't get to see him do it very often recently. Right. That's a good point. We haven't, we haven't seen much police work lately. And I think this is fun and a fun character to, to throw in here. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Legends of Tomorrow news. Entertainment Weekly is reporting that Tracy Afichor will play Kawasa in the upcoming season. Uh, we got a brief glimpse of her in the comic-con trailer uh, yeah. but it's now confirmed through entertainment weekly that she will be uh, a villain in this series uh so if you don't know who kawasa is she's the sister to mari macabre or vixen um and granddaughter of amara amaya sorry yeah um that's that's super weird uh for amaya to be seeing i'm i'm assuming they'll, they'll yeah. have them come into conflict but like have her uh battling her daughter or granddaughter at some point that's like will she know it i'm sure they will because they just tell her everything at this point but that's gonna be weird yeah um and if you do want to see a little bit more backstory for kawasa she did appear in the cw seed animated series vixen and had a pretty consequential role in there we won't spoil what happens it's a it's quick and easy to get through so you should just check it out yeah and that was it that was a different uh, voice actress though yeah um but yeah same character yeah, so are are you excited to see Kawasa come into Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah, I, I suppose so. To see more of the, not like super excited, but I don't have a problem with it. So 
get to explore a little bit more of the Vixen backstory and just a weird thing for Amaya. So, right. On to kind of kind of sad, bittersweet news, I suppose. The legendary voiceover and casting director, Andrea Romano, is retiring. If you don't know who she is, you have probably seen her work all over the place for years. If you have seen pretty much anything DC animation in the long and over the last 25, 30 years, uh, she's been a voiceover and casting director for more than 30 years. Tons of other stuff. Um, but in terms of DC related, she's got one of the longest track records of pretty much anybody with, you know, working in something DC related outside of comics. She was a casting director on the final season of Super Friends back in the 80s, which is just insane. And then she's worked up all the way until, you know, the last couple of years doing movies and TV shows. But, you know, she's done tons of work on Batman the Animated Series, The Brave and the Bold, Batman Beyond, Teen Titans, so many other DC films and TV series. She's had a big role. And she is someone, you know, you always hear names in the credit, but also the a lot of the cast, whenever, you know, they're talking about how these films and movies come, films and, and shows come together, they mention her. So kind of sad to see her go uh, to retire. Yeah, she's definitely got had a full, long career and a lot of work to her credit. I think in the article that we were reading, she it said that she's had over 10,000 hours in the, the voice room, basically directing people, which is just, can't even wrap my head around that. Yeah, that's insane. And so she decided to retire because she is, you know, she wanted to work a few more years, but she's decided to wrap up her existing project she's got optic neuropathy in one of her eyes which has caused blindness in that eye so she's just decided to uh, uh wrap up her projects and retire so and we wish her a happy retirement yeah and wrapping up today we have a twitter question from at condor underscore zlander what should warner brothers do with aquaman release date since the transformers film bumblebee is moving to that release date as well and that date that he's talking about is december 21st 2018 tom you're in charge what do you do what do I do? Um, can we can we send some sort of letter? Cut out cut out letters from <laughs> magazines and send them a an anonymous letter saying you better move your movie or else. Can we yeah, do that? And then like send it with a fly swatter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This is what will happen to your bumblebee. Um, I don't know. So this is very similar to Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman transformers whatever number they're on the one that just released moved to wonder woman's release date so wonder woman moved up three weeks uh it ended up working out for wonder woman because there was just films that weren't well received like transformers after so she has continued to dominate at the box office i don't know what they're going to do for this uh you wouldn't the, the this transformers film isn't doing so well so you wouldn't think a, a bumblebee spinoff would do too well but people still go, and if you have two big films on the opening on the same weekend, it's still it's it's not about who makes more; it's about them both sort of hurting each other. So I would, you know, I'm guessing ultimately one of them will move. If yeah, I'm WB, it's, I yeah, wouldn't it's not good for either of them. Right now, the problem with that is, you know, I don't know. You want to WB doesn't want to open on the same day, I'm sure, but they've also staked this day out, and they don't want to be pushed around and say well if we move if you know if you move to wb's date they'll just move anyway so if you want the date just take it so i'm kind of conflicted there what do you think 
Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I am conflicted as well. I'm not. I'm not really sure what I would do. That's why, probably why I don't work in this business. <laughs> <laughs> that is analysis right there. You can't get that anywhere else. <laughs> um, you know, a simple answer would be maybe moving it up a little bit, but uh, December is crowded, and I'm assuming WB doesn't want to move up way too far because you don't want to say James Wan, okay, we're going to release back in September, October now because it's not as good of a release date and he has less time to finish the effects work. And you can't just move it up a couple weeks because Warner Brothers has Fantastic Beasts coming out November 16th. So they don't want to push to what might be their two biggest films of next year. You know, they don't want to have those releasing two weeks apart or whatever, for example. So this is a December 21st is a really good date for Warner Brothers. So if I'm them, I would not want to move at all, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd probably just wait and play chicken for a little bit. See if Transformers will move away from it. (laughs) Yeah, we're 16 months out. They can still, you know, they can wait a little bit before they need to make a final decision on this. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.